Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to Sky Sports Fantasy Football Game Week 27 Preview with myself, Luke, and I'm joined as ever by my mate, Niall. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, it's going well. Um, just like Green Arrow, which is always good. Lovely. And yeah, quite, I think I'm actually starting to enjoy the football again. Uh, I better not speak too soon. <laughs> is it by chance because you had a decent week? That seems to Probably, yeah, happen. that's it. You know where there was that study into the mental health of people who play fantasy sports. I think that's definitely, I'm riding that wave upwards yeah. this week. So Love let's that. hope it's not too low next week. But um, but yeah, no, that's, everything's going all right. Um, and yeah, looking forward to, to chewing the fat with you. Indeed, yeah, it did seem, I mean, I was at work yesterday, so I missed a lot of the football, but it was just nice to have the, even though there weren't a lot of my players scoring, it was just nice to see the games were chaos in general, listening to some on the radio, caught someone like my phone when I was in between bits and pieces. But um yeah, it was just nice to see some goals back, right? Because we obviously had that that first game week of uh, of Burnley Watford, and it was like oh, we waited so long for football, and then it was just like oh god. But it's nice to know there's still some teams out there that can serve up at least some enjoyable football. Um, and it went fairly to type, I think, in 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 some of the games, but not very much not in others. I mean, Man City beating Brentford two 0 I think, was pretty much a banker. I think if anyone was to guess at the score at that week, it would be something like that. You know, uh, certainly the nil part. Um, the Spurs Southampton game ended up being two three. Didn't see that, but I thought you know Southampton are just great at the moment, and Spurs have done well. Um, yeah, Southampton obviously managed to take it. Norwich and Palace. I think most people had Palace just to win it, just on the basis of Norwich. But they put in a decent performance. Norwich have been a little bit better in recent months, haven't they? I think in general in their play. And then Villa Leeds is just total chaos at three three. Um, I mean Leeds seem. I almost want to say, you know Villa. I, I thought and I when we talked about, about the pre-overhaul team, I really wanted to put Buendia on my team because I really had a feeling that Villa's games and they would they would do pretty well over this period. He goes and gets nothing in three goals. Luckily, I didn't go with him. I'd have been absolutely raging. I think he got tackle bonus, actually, in the end, which is something that... why Another reason why I did like him is he always had that to fall back on. But, you know, that's nothing compared to the other two guys. But I think that says more about Leeds at the moment where they've sort of reverted to their type now, isn't it? Where every game they're involved in now seems to be more like the Leeds we were used to, where it is just end-to-end chaos. Um which is a good thing for fantasy, I think. Not only for picking their players, even though I've got Rafinha in my team like you, I think you probably do, and I think a lot of other people do where he did nothing. It's a good sign moving forward, isn't it? Not only to have Rafinha in your team, I think, but also, um, you know, when, when teams are playing them, you can look to target them, I think, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's just a basketball match every time they're, every time they're taken to the field now, which is, mm. which, as you say, is great for fantasy. Uh, it's also quite good fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I don't actually have Rafinha 
Um, I can talk you through my team oh, if you yeah. want. Yeah, go for no. it. Why not? Because we did the overhaul, didn't we? So I was going to say, what what did you get right? What did you, I know it's only one. Well, not even finished the week yet. We're still um, ahead of the games tonight, so we're recording before Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves, Arsenal. But what are you happy with? What would you change or uh, etc.? So I'm happy because I've gone up by 250 places, mm-hmm. um, which feels strange because I didn't start with Pope. So we spoke about this last week on the pod, and obviously I'm on this podcast to give advice to people and the advice I gave strongly was look if you're doing well the obvious choice is Pope and that came to fruition as, as we all expected to do mm. however in the position that I'm in I did think look given that Cancelo and Salah are going to be perma-captains for most even if you're taking gambles that feels like a, too much of a gamble to take the opportunities to roll the dice probably come when, when neither of them are playing and so therefore the captaincy falls onto someone else mm. and so I, I went with Weghorst and you can imagine on Saturday night, I'm thinking, oh God, that's my season. My season, the final nail in the, the coffin of nails for my season. But <laughs> but, but actually, Weckhorst did all right uh, in the midweek game, picked up, I think, eight points, got mad of the match, which is it's not a disaster. Um, not saying it clawed back the points, but somehow I've done all right. So I'll go through my team. So I've got, um, I've actually gone for Allison in goal, who's less than 1% on. I've not seen um, anyone pick him. Yeah, I think that's... yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know you I were just, talking about this block Liverpool defence. So, kind of that came into the into my mindset a little bit. So I, I just thought, look, I'm planning on going for a, a huge shift to Chelsea for that Newcastle game uh, at the start of March. And so, what can I do between now and then? Who's going to get the most clean sheets? Right. I've gambled on Man City and Liverpool, and I've left it at that. So I've got two Man City, Cancelo and Laporte, and I've got three Liverpool. I've got Allison, Van Dijk, and Trent. At the back is a back at the back four, and yeah. So as we speak, they've not played yet. So who knows how that'll go? Um, and then midfield three Gallagher, obviously most people set forget for him. Bowen, who I captained not out of not out of want, but because I needed to um, on Tuesday oh, night. Really, I was I was I was always going to captain Bowen regardless who was in my team there, like most. Well, of I wanted, to, yeah, I, thought, I wanted to go for Ronaldo, but then he, he's obviously on the bench. Um, so that probably saved me. I mean, I didn't didn't I go against it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and the real superstar of my team has been Ramsey. So I've had him in every draft. Uh, I thought he was great value, even if he was just going to pick up two points. I think he, he picked up eight times that last night. So <laughs> he's uh, he's yeah he's been great. And then the front three have got Salah, Ronaldo, and formerly Weghorst, now Brosia, who came in and got a goal and a shot bonus last night. So, yeah, so I've actually gone up despite not having Pope, which is which is a surprise. And I think my team's quite nicely set up. As I say, I've got four Liverpool players, including three defenders and Salah, and I, st- I still quite like the look of their fixtures, um, well covering off at least that, that double city, just to make sure I'm not getting panned every time they every time they do well. So, yeah, I think things I could, things I'm happy with, happy that I've not dropped rank, despite the fact that, you know, thought I would have done mm. and um, things that could have gone better well, probably could have had Pope but I've explained my rationale for that so please don't criticise me No, I mean how many points did you end up on or so far anyway? I think, I think I'm on 90 hold on I think I'm on 93 Okay uh, that's exactly what I got this week but I don't have No, sorry sorry I tell a lie I'm on 99 Jesus Okay so you beat me and you've got that Liverpool block to come which I don't okay. 
So I did similarly um, in terms of I avoided Pope and like you, I knew Pope was the right rule way to go. We know he's the king of the single match day and uh, I just wanted to find some way to be different because I need to try and claw it back. We've talked about this before and I think it's going to be a theme of this pod really is uh, and a lot of the other pods I've listened to this week on Sky as well, everyone's team is so, so similar. You know, I think there's a very good reason for that. We've all got the same information. We all know the good players and people are very good at this game now. Um, so it, I believe that you do have to differentiate yourself in some way to get high. Now, I'm not saying if you're sitting here and you just want to finish as high as you possibly can finish, then I think you just play the optimum way and you just play that way and you, you ignore it. But in a game where finishing high doesn't mean anything unless you're specifically going for a target, i.e. the cash or winning the whole thing or winning a mini, a mini league, when it doesn't track your overall history, I see no reason to try and be a little bit different here or there, just to try and make those super gains. Because yes, you can make those gains through attrition just by doing the right things, but to get the huge gains, you really need to do something different. So case in point, Coutinho this week, or Ramsey. I think if you went for either of those on the Villa people, they weren't needed for captaincy, you've done very, very well. Um, you know, the Pope thing worked out as the default. We went work us, but we only lost, I think, probably about 10 points in the end on that. Um, so it wasn't the end of the world. Some are going to some are going to win, some are going to fail, and there will be someone out there who wins on more of them, and therefore they jump right to the top. There's no way I'm beating nearly 2,000 people from now to the end of the season who are playing optimally. You know, I've got to try and do something a little bit out there. Um, so I went with De Gea instead um, in goal, which obviously was a bit of a fail. He got two points. I was expecting even if they conceded, he might get me the saves. But I thought over the course of the season, him compared to Pope. You know, maybe he's got a chance of matching him, so I went with him. And in the end, I thought, well, it's an, it's a more money in that position in goal where I can switch to Ramsdale if I need to, or in a more expensive keeper later on a little bit more easily. So, like you said about Mendy stuff like that, just wanted a little bit more money in that position because I think it's quite good. Even Jose Sarr, there's loads. Of, I know there these guys are cheaper, but I just like to have a little bit of money in that spot. Uh, I went with the back back four of Cancelo, Trent, Laporte, and Walker. Uh, Walker obviously didn't play. Um, that was a late decision in the end. I, th- I thought I'd go with him. Uh, obviously, didn't play this week, but I think you know, moving forward, I'm not too fast about that. And in the end, that that player is going to become Rudiger. Walker was always going to be a placeholder for Rudiger, so I'll just take whatever I get from now until when Rudiger's um, due to come in. I uh, obviously can't complain with Cancelo, Laporte, or Trent, and I had Captain Cancelo again trying to be different, but I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy to the point where I won't captain Cancelo. I think if you had Kevin De Bruyne in your team, I probably would have captained him. I mean, I did in my B team, for example, and I think in the end he was only a few points less than Cancelo, and that's only because Cancelo got man of the match, where he was brilliant to be fair. But I think there was a number of players who probably could have won that. So um, just maybe a tiny bit unlucky if you went there. Um, yeah, so happy with that bat line aside from probably Walker, but. Yeah, what am I going to do? Bowen, Rafinha, Gallagher in midfield, which I think is basically pretty much the template three across everyone. I think, like you said, you've got Ramsey there. There's a few differentiates. I was going to go with Buendia. Because after we had that pod, the fixtures changed. You know, we had the fixture drop where we got a load of doubles straight after it. And obviously Palace were involved in a double. I know Gallagher can't play one of them, but it just made sense to, to have Gallagher in there, I thought, as well. Um and up front, I actually had a bit of a differential. So um, I had Workhorse like you as captain, and then I planned to move him to Edouard. Edouard didn't start for Palace because it was a nice little run for them. And I thought, I'm just going to go to Broha, who obviously got the shots uh, bonus and the goal. That's in preparation for that Southampton-Norwich game, where at one point I was considering just completely skipping that game. But I think Southampton are playing in such a way at the moment where I'd be quite scared to skip that game now. I think Broja and Ward-Prowse are, are playing that well and the fixtures are good enough either side where I'd probably want cover, so that's why I decided to go for it. And my other differential was Sun. I went for Human Sun up front. 
um, rather than the usual Kane or Ronaldo. Um, now, obviously, it's easy to sit here and say that looks pretty good now because he scored and the other two didn't. We'll see in the coming weeks. But I just really fancied Son just to be different, really. Um, I know a lot of people plan to do Ronaldo, then to Kane, and I'm just going to go for Son against Kane across that. So that's another place where I've tried to differentiate myself. And most of the season, I think he's been outperforming Kane, so I'm just going to have to hope that continues. Um, that's pretty much it. So 93, uh, obviously got the Liverpool, Salah and Trent to go tonight, um, depending on the lineups there. We'll see who we captain, which will be the same for most. My main issues really with my team moving forward are the fact that I don't, I don't have any Arsenal and I don't have any Wolves. Arsenal are really tricky though, aren't they? Because they've kind of got games and singles, but then they've got blanks and then they've got double. It's, it's really tricky, Arsenal, I think. And then Wolves, who I think right towards the end of the overhaul, um, obviously we've got the fixture drops and then some information about the cup games, which resulted in they might end up having a lot more games. I didn't want to panic and put a Wolves player into my team though. So I thought I'm just going to address that later, which is probably the the wrong play, but I'll, I'll probably look to get a Wolves player. And like I say, Jose Sarr is an option for me in goal at some point. But yeah, happy with my team. Um, I'm kicking myself with the Coutinho and the Ramsey thing, really, because like I said, I did want a Villa player and I decided Buendia was the better one. Um, I had Coutinho in there, but because he was a little bit more expensive, I thought, mm, I'll, I'll go down to Buendia and in the end, I got rid of him. So maybe kicking myself and that Coutinho looked very, very good, didn't he? So he, he's a differential where if we're trying to diff if we're trying to sort of separate ourselves from people, I don't think he's that highly owned and he does look pretty damn good. What's your thoughts yeah, I agree. on that? No, I think, I think a lot of people who have gone there clearly have been rewarded straight away and he does look he does look as good as he was before. I think there's always that risk when someone comes back into the league, they've been away for a while, they're kind of a, a player like Coutinho, right, who's so mercurial but can be hot and cold mm. uh, and he's not really done it since he left Liverpool. So I think there's a, a little bit of worry about how good he would be but I, I think a lot of that has been quashed given his last couple of performances. But, so, but I'm quite happy just to have Ramsey in there, you know. Like, yeah, I can't complain. Uh, if Coutinho's dominating, then Ramsey hopefully gets in the slipstream and at least picks up half the points, and at that value, it ends up working out. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with that. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd go in hard on Villa. I wouldn't double up, but no. um, I think I think if you don't have Coutinho, I, I wouldn't bring him in yet. I'd maybe wait and see if they get any single match days dropped in. But he could be a great option for a game like that. Yeah, they've been sort of touted as having a double game week for a long time, a, a yeah. classic double game week in FPL, I mean, rather than in here, because obviously it doesn't really matter, it's just match days, but having an extra game fitted in somewhere, and it's it's just not really been coming, but um, I can see him picking up some traction, but also Ramsey, I think anytime anyone needs to sort of make some money in their team, he's just an out, you know, if you didn't start with him already, I think he's just an obvious go-to now, isn't he, to, to bring someone down to a Ramsey to then enable whatever else you want in your team, probably. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a great catch. Well played on that. Um, what should we do? Maybe overreacting. Maybe just overreacting a little bit. But now, just realise obviously you've got that Palace game against Chelsea that Gallagher can't play in. You didn't perform that well against again in terms of points against Norwich. Um, any regrets about him? Um, um, I suppose, I suppose a little bit, and it's very early to say that the fixtures are so good, but yeah, I did obviously talk a lot about not having Gallagher, didn't I? Um, I don't know, I'll have to judge it in five or six weeks, I think, we'll wait until they're good runs out of the way. Um, it's just the whole thing that I'm looking, I mean, I'm looking now, I'm going to switch over so I can share my screen actually. He's um, he's 86% owned in the top 1k, so here's me talking about trying to differentiate, and I've gone with someone I wasn't overly keen on, or and he's 86%, so maybe, yeah, maybe I do regret that a little bit, but I suppose we'll have to judge it a bit later on. Yeah, and I guess he could be the fodder, depending on your setup, if you've not got any 
Wolves players or Arsenal players, you could maybe take him out and bring someone in. But, you know, it feels like you probably should have started with him in the first place if you were going to do that. But mm. um, yeah, maybe maybe something you look at. I know that people have been pointing out Moutinho's passing numbers have been quite good. You could maybe go someone like that. Obviously yeah, not that and that, co- that covers good. Wolves as well in midfield. So that's yeah. an option. Or like what we just said, go down to Ramsey, which is going to give me, I mean, close to was it one one and a half million, something like that. Um, which then enables me to do other stuff in the future. So, yeah, uh, and and his early days, yeah, he he's been fantastic all season, has he? So, um, we we shall see. Um, I'm gonna. Well, I think, I think... Go on. Oh, on, you go on. You... No, no, you go. Oh, no, I was I was gonna say. So obviously, people have spent the last three weeks, or fortnight at least, sweating about what team they're gonna pick, and then you know everyone just picks the same the same team understandably right so all, all of that all of that thought going into it just to end up with the same team as, as everyone else but you know if you're in a situation like we are or if you're in a situation where you're doing very well i mean i think we could probably talk a little bit about the strategy towards achieving what you want to achieve the overhaul is now in the rear view mirror we've got a lot of rearranged fixtures to come mm-hmm. i think do you have any observations? Let's go, let's say to begin with, if you're trying to catch up and you're a, you're a little bit cut adrift, you're sitting there with a team that's pretty similar to everyone else. What do you do now? Do you, you know, do you just tick along methodically and hope that others make mistakes? Or do you, do you try and find those areas where you can be different and, and have captains that other people won't have? Yeah, like I said, I think if you if you were just concerned about trying to finish as high as you can, then you probably just play in the optimum way and ignore everyone else exists. I think in general playing fantasy that way is probably the way to play. But I do think that because everyone above us or most of the people above us will also be playing that way, you are going to have to increase your variance somehow. And, you know, with players, that's hard in Sky really because we've got limited transfers and we don't want to spend the transfers sort of bringing in a punt for three or four weeks and taking him out and stuff like that. It's not as easy to do that. Um, Yes, there's some like you know the odd ones we just talked about Coutinho stuff like that but I think really it's it's captains is the way to do it for me more than anything else and we've got a hell of a lot of match days let's not forget from now until the end of the season loads of match days now if you were to somehow you know have hindsight or have a uh, or go back with a computer and pick the perfect captain every single week or every single match day I should say you would absolutely smash it and fly out the league. So it's possible, you just have to get incredibly lucky. And it's not always going to be the top players. Now, you have to judge it on an individual basis like every time. But, I mean, a pretty good example, I think, is this Saturday, the 12th of February, right? So I'm gonna, I've got the fixtures up on the screen there. We've got Man United at home to Southampton. We've got Watford at home to Brighton. Everton at home to Leeds. Brentford at home to Palace. And Norwich at home to Man City. Now, obviously, Man City, they represent you know great potential in a game like that where they can smash it nearly everyone i imagine would be on cancelo um and i would normally i think there's a chance this week given we don't see the lineups and they've got champions league two or three days later that people they could get unlucky here you could end up captain a man city player and they may not play in that game i think there's a little bit of risk there and i think you can take that therefore and say well i'm going to have a little bit of fun on this day now the problem comes with who would you actually go for because none of the other teams particularly appeal as a captain um, and obviously Man United are at home to Southampton so you could say you know Ronaldo he just been rested a lot of people might go there but maybe you can look for someone else is there anyone else at all that you think you go for or are you just going to go for the Man City player because it feels like there's a you know you could get lucky here you could end up everyone else could get a zero point captain here and you could therefore if you hit the right one gain 10 15 20 points yeah agreed I think I think it's just about I think so my my rule would be 
make gambles that are within on a sliding scale of how far you need to catch up, right? So if you're if you're miles, we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of points back from where you want to be, say top hundred, then I think you probably you're still playing. You probably want to really try and think about making more risks. This day seems like that. It seems like on the more risky end of things because you know I think the chances are that Cancelo probably plays. For the rest of us who are you know far enough off, but still you know you can still see on the horizon where you want to be. Mm. I think it's about the balance of risk and taking gambles. You know within within reason. I think days that Salah and Cancelo are playing. You know, unless they've got really tough fixtures, or the yeah. the chance of rotation is very high, or there's an alternative who's got a great game and maybe in great form, then I do still think you probably want to stick with them for now. Yeah, it's about places, a balance, but, isn't it? About, but the places where I think you do really want to hone in on um, are the days where you know you may have a single match day. Let's have a look at the next single match day, for example, the Southampton against Norwich game. So, well, Man United we Brighton before that, but yeah, Man United Brighton. But I think I think most people will be on. Yeah. Ronaldo anyway, and I guess there's the hair, but yeah, I mean that's maybe an example you could go to here instead of Ronaldo. But I think okay, go to the Southampton Norwich game. Highest owned player in that game will be Ward Prowse, I think, considerably is ownership's higher than most. So finding someone else, like what we've done, we've gone for, for Brogia, finding someone else who, you know, equally is nearly or nearly as good an asset, could score highly, but isn't the player that everyone else owns. That's probably the chance that you've got if you do want to make those gains. And the good thing is, you don't have to be impatient because there are still a bucket load of games to be rearranged. Mm. A lot of them are going to fall on single match days or days when there's just two games, three games, whatever. Um, and that's when you can really start to roll the dice a little bit more because the risk at that point, you know, the chances of any captain doing very well are relatively slim. So, you know, spreading the, spreading yourself into someone who's possibly just not as highly owned, maybe the best way to go, as opposed to, oh, well, Salah's playing up, playing against Burnley. I'm going to roll the dice and, and and captain Dennis. You know, so I think that's no, just, yeah, that's that's just cavalier, right? That's terrible. Yeah, yeah I, t- I completely agree. I, everything you said there, you, Cancelo and Salah obviously have to be, if they're there and they're available, then you've got to look at them and you've got to have a very good reason not to captain them. And yet, just increasing your variance probably isn't enough. It's got to be increasing your variance and being extremely confident that your player can actually return pretty damn well. I think an example of that was De Bruyne this week, right? I think if anyone, like I say, if I had De Bruyne and Cancelo, I would have captained De Bruyne probably. I didn't have him just because, um, you know, he could easily have got a similar score to Cancelo and he did. Um, and not many people own him compared to Cancelo, so I think that's a chance where you could have taken you could have taken that chance, and obviously could have. I mean, you could have done extremely well if Man City concede a goal. I mean, then probably Kevin De Bruyne get, might even get man of the match in that game. Who knows? I think if Mares wasn't on the pitch at the time the penalty was given, there's always a chance he could be involved in it. I suppose so. There's, he could have had a haul. And um, yeah, moving forward, I think that's the way to do it. Always look at the look at the game. We look to see. I think this week another one with uh, Liverpool, Trent and uh, Salah. Especially if Salah's not in the lineup, I think that a lot of people are captain Trent, um, so he's not necessarily a differential. But if they are both in the lineup, I think you can still there is a consideration to go to Trent because I believe I would have thought Salah might come off early in this game just because of obviously the African Cup and minutes and everything. I think there were some comments from Klopp recently saying it's still in his mind. Um, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe the game state will dictate whether he goes off or not depending on the result and the score at the time but I think 
if you look at it in isolation and say who's going to score more on any given game week between Salah and Trent, you can't you can't categorically say which one it is. But the vast majority of Twitter will, or and just the general player base would be on Salah if he starts the game. So that's another option I think, like De Bruyne and Cancelo, where you could look against him. But yeah, you're right. I think in in general it's going to be those other days when those guys aren't playing that you probably look for another option. I mean, James Ward-Prowse is 18% owned in the top 1K. It's not really that high. Uh, Barosha's 9%. So I don't think that one's going to make as big a difference as we think it will. Um, mm. But there, there'll be other examples moving forward, I think, where we can where we can take the advantage. And like I said, there's game there's game days to be dropped in. So I don't think we should lose total heart yet. We, we're certainly going to need to get lucky on those captains. But if there's any game you can do it in, it is this game. We know that if you hit a captain that you know scores a hat trick or something like this, you're suddenly looking at the back 40, 50 points sometimes, depending on um, you know, especially if it's a defender like Cancelo gets two goals or something and no one else was was brave enough to captain him then you just absolutely fly up so those big those big differences of sort of 200 points can be gained and they have been multiple times by you in particular in strong ends of the back end of the season so um yeah there's more to come i think and more opportunity absolutely uh, and again it's a lot of it depends on your transfer account too i mean if you're if you're sitting there with i'm guessing say 13 14 transfers you're probably going to have to be pretty prudent with the moves that you make and just do your best to try and cap to cover off players. If you're sitting with more, you can maybe make more short-term gambles that you think have high upsides. Um, but I guess that's you know, once we get more clarity on the fixtures, we can certainly go a little bit more into that. But I'm aware that you said you had a question for me, and unless you've forgotten it, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that to you in a sec. Actually, just touching on the the transfers, um, I think that's a good point. You know, therefore, that's why I think doing it with the captains is a little bit better. And we do have to bear in mind that if it continues along this same train and you're sat with a load of Man City players in your team towards the end of the season, they've won the league. We have the past experience of last year. So you're going to want to save a few, I think, for the last, you know, the last month or so in case things are already laid out and blueprinted, because then there will be an opportunity to be different. You can start bringing in Man City's uh, B team, for example, that probably end up playing a lot of the games, uh, stuff like that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, my question, my question to you. Okay, uh, one player got over a hundred successful passes, and I'll give you a cue, a clue. It's a defender, and it's not Man City or Liverpool. <laughs> Who do you think that was? Um, this week. Okay, I'm gonna, this week, I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess it was Gehi from Palace. Oh come on! How did you get that? Yeah, hundred, hundred and three passes. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Because we talked about him a little while, saying he's, he, you know, Palace are now a ball playing side. Him and Anderson will do it, and he has popped up here or there. I'm not saying suddenly jump on him, but the fixtures are good, and he's hitting a hundred passes in a game. I know that was a decent fixture for him, to be fair. Um, but I just found that interesting. Hundred and three passes, according to uh, Scout anyway, which I'm going to bring up on here, that he was successful with. Which That's is unreal. pretty pretty impressive, isn't it? Stones hit 89. I don't know. We talked briefly about Cancelo, but I think Stones being in the team actually impacted Cancelo's passing. He actually missed out by one pass in the end, so not as much. But I would have 
I would put him down as a banker for tier two passes in that game. I think Stones, if you watched, I don't know if you watched the game, but uh, a lot of the play came down Stones and and their side. They sort of just passed the ball between themselves. Obviously, he's more accomplished on the ball than Walker, and Cancelo was very much used as pretty much a winger. Like, I mean, in the end, it didn't matter. He got shots, he got tackles, he got everything right as usual because he's so good. But um, yeah, Stones got a high number of passes. Anderson is buddy on 87 for that game week, and then Laporte 78, who across the season is still the highest overall so it's incredible Joel Ward is in the top six or seven here I mean, I've never in a million years under, imagine under Hodgson saying that Joel Ward was going to be <laughs> going to be 63 completed passes in a game just never would have considered it would you absolutely not and I think that's something that we've got to consider too in terms of targeting games the managerial changes are going to make an impact so Everton previously were a team that you, you know, were thinking if you've got defender playing against them they're guaranteed to pick up bonus um, but now that Lampard's in there, they, they're probably going to keep more possession. Mm. Likewise, Watford under Hodgson, they've, they've gone from being a team that, you know, I wouldn't say they were dominant on the ball or kept possession a huge amount, but you'd expect them to keep the ball even less now with mm. Hodgson in there. So I think that's something we just need to need to think about. And that may influence captaincy choices as well, you know, in a game that maybe uh, you've got the choice between a striker and a, and a, and a defender. Um, if they're playing against someone like <clears throat> a rejuvenated, more defensively minded Watford, a defensive option could be better if they're going to be guaranteed to get passing bonus versus the forward who's yeah. going to be playing up against two banks of four. That's a really good point. Yeah, for f- more about who they're Watford are playing rather than captain for a Watford. Indeed, that yeah. So yeah, Rudiger, yeah, yeah. Rudiger's over your Lukaku's if he was actually a consideration. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. Um, I wanted to highlight another player actually who's been doing really, sort of, really well under the radar. Um, which I don't think people will go to, but I found it quite interesting. He managed to get tier two tackles this week with five tackles. Uh, he's only played three games since he came brand new to the league, but he scored pretty well in those three games. You got any idea who I might be talking about? Absolutely no idea. Okay. It's, um, it's Kieran Trippier. Obviously oh, okay. scored a free kick. So he's 7.5 million. It's fairly cheap, but it's around the price where I think there's a number of other options around that price. I'm not suggesting for a minute everyone anyone jump in for Trippier, but we're talking about differentials. He's 0.3% owned in the top 1K, 0.5 in the entire game. So he started off against Watford. They didn't keep a clean sheet. It was 1-1, but he got tier two tackles in that game as well. So this is why I'm mentioning. So he got five points in that game. He then uh, ended up getting a clean sheet uh, versus Leeds. So he got seven points. So he went from five to seven. And then this week against Everton, he got the goal, obviously from the free kick, which you know he takes. So And he's very good at them. So he... You'd like to think that across the season he might pick up two or three of those. I know we've only got you know, part of the season left and he's already got one, so maybe another one from a free kick or something. And he got t- tier two tackles again, like I say, so he ended up with a 12-pointer. So he's got 5-7-12 so far. So I think the fixtures aren't really good enough, I don't think, to take a look. But I think um, if, for example, Newcastle were to fall onto a, uh, you know, a single match day where they had a decent game, then I think Trippier might be the one we might look at now. Because if he's got that bonus to fall back on, and then obviously you've got the chance of an attacking return. I can't see anyone else I'd really want in the, you know, maybe sent maximum, but I don't think anyone else would really appeal. So just something to pe- for people to keep an eye on because he's he's doing very well since he came in. Mm, no, I like that a lot. I think that's, that's one of those players that at the moment he's not needed just because of the fixtures, but mm. inevitably once the once the single match days all get revealed, he, he could be someone you jump on. Mm. You know, it's, it's great having a defender who's got other avenues to points and, Clearly, he's the kind of player that could get tackle bonus, shot bonus, and assists and goals. Um, exactly. 
and, and, and Newcastle do look like they're playing a bit more expansively. So uh, they may concede more, but hopefully more chances for uh, for, for players like Trippy to get involved in the attacking end. Um, should we have a look at the fixtures for the upcoming week? Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, so we obviously spoke about Saturday and the dilemma. Well, it's not so much of a dilemma, but the risk of potential rotation amongst the City players just because they've got the Champions League to come. Um, for what it's worth, I'm not. I'm not sure we will see huge amount of rotation. I'm not basing that on anything. I just think this season seems to be that Pep's playing a more consistent team. I think there are some players that are in the fringes, possibly in the front three, they'll change the front three, but certainly in the midfield and the defence, obviously the goalkeeper, that's been quite steady. So I, I think it will stay steady, although that said, they do have Champions League and then immediately after that, they've got, I think they've got Spurs. So yeah. tough, tougher games. So this might be the one they target, but um, they've just had a break. I think the players are going to be fresh enough, so I'm hoping that that, that no one gets rotated. I'll be go- I'll be going for Cancelo, captain. I think I think they're yeah they're fresh enough for me. When I've looked back through Man City's teams just before the Champions League throughout the season, in the very very early stages when the season first begun, well, first of all we have to remember they didn't have much of their squad available. You saw their first team against Southampton um, against Spurs in game week one. It was you know they basically picked the players they had available, and it wasn't too far off of that over the next few weeks they didn't really have the option to rotate too much but since then even even in the dead rubbers where they've I think the last game for example they were already through they have rested one or two names and Diaz has, has actually been missing twice for example in the games just before the Champions League now we saw how good Stones played yesterday at right back given that trend I think it's safe to assume that we might not see Diaz in this game um, because he'll be rested, and we have to remember as well, we're now at the stage where it's the knockout stages of the cha- it's the two-legged ties. So the fact that it's Sporting and Man City should win easily, we all know Man City want this more than anything else. It's been a number of years now where they probably should have won it or got very close and haven't. Um, and yet it's the it's the big boy stage now. You know, you literally, I mean, they could have a shock, they could get a red card, a bad decision, lose that first leg two nil or something, and suddenly City can go out. It can happen to anyone. So I really think he is going to play his best team. I don't think that's ever in question. And for me, it's not necessarily just about rest. It's sometimes about avoiding players getting injured. What's the point of playing a player like De Bruyne, for example, against Norwich when they could probably walk that game and he could pick up an injury he's got an injury but and then suddenly he's out for sporting so I'm a little bit more scared of rotation and like I say there has been some previous where the games just before Champions League he's rested maybe one two or three it's never been wholesale um we already know about the Walker situation right he missed this game he can't play in the Champions League so Walker's probably you'd imagine going to play this game that means Cancelo's got left back or not now Zinchenko hasn't played the game yet and he will be needed in the Champions League. So will he not be given a game and Cancelo given a rest? I I think that's a possibility. I think there's a very good chance Walker plays right back against Norwich and then Cancelo maybe drops out for Zinchenko to give him minutes in preparation because they're going to need him, assuming they're not going to play Laporte or Ake at left-back, which of course I suppose they could do. But like I, I think it will be Laporte and Diaz at centre-back because that's their best partnership. I don't see why he'd mess with that in the Champions League. So unless he's planning to play Ake at left-back... Is he just going to throw Zinchenko in raw without any minutes? I'm not so sure. So I think there's a question mark around Cancelo personally. I think there's enough to, to, to think about it. My only other concern is if he is going to rest De Bruyne, who, let's be fair, again, is just as important. He played 90 minutes. He wasn't subbed off like a lot of the other ones uh, yesterday. And he's definitely going to play in the Champions League. And you've, you've got Gundogan, who's 
well, I was going to say almost as equal. Not, De Bruyne's obviously ridiculous, but Gundogan's a very, very good player, right? You wouldn't probably notice too much of a drop-off there. If he was to do that with De Bruyne, would he then drop Cancelo? Because I think you need the creativity from one of those two, because I think those two are basically their, their biggest playmakers in the team. And although it's just Norwich, it is an away game, they've still got to win the league, right? They're still not miles ahead of Liverpool. So I keep coming in this full circle of... I feel like he's going to drop one or two. If he drops De Bruyne, can he afford to drop Cancelo? He needs to give Zinchenko minutes. I think there's enough to think that Cancelo might get a rest in this game. That's all I'm going to say. No, look, I think there's there's reason to have some doubts, but I think if you look at the season so far, Cancelo's played, I think he started every game but one, and that might have been the game that he was suspended. Yeah, he's played, so, every, he's played every game he's available for, yeah. Right, so, so that's the starting point. He's obviously not played as many minutes in the last three weeks as, as he normally would do. Yes, they've got a midweek game this week. They've just had that. Then they've got uh, weekend, midweek, weekend. But then after that, they've got a week's break between the Tottenham game and the Everton game. So, like, unless there's games going to be put in there, which I, I don't think there yeah, will but be. I don't think it's about rest. Like I say, I don't think it's about rest. It's about a. It's about not getting him injured because they don't need him, and they need him for the Champions League. And it's about the other players not having any minutes. And he talks about rhythm. Walker's just not played and Zinchenko's not played. Mm, nah, I, 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 st- I still think he's going to play for sure. And, <laughs> and also, if it's about rhythm then keeping the city, you know, keeping continuity. And well, I don't think you need to apply it. rhythm to Cancelo because he's had so oh, much rhythm. He's, he's basically strolling down, bopping down the street, isn't he? Um, clearly, clearly there's something behind the fact that he's played every game and he's been available this season. And, I, and I'm, you know, it may, take, it may take something like this to make me reconsider it. But until I see some evidence that he's not going to be that he's going to be part of the rotation look the league's not won yet Liverpool it's not but let me ask you this is Cancelo going to be your captain on Saturday the 12th February then yes okay all right give you some chance to catch up then when he gets benched um (laughs) (laughs) I really hope because at the end of the day the if he doesn't get benched it is a massive gamble because again Cancelo's can easily hit 20 points in that game can't he or more I mean he's literally got everything to fall back on you know, we'd imagine he gets passes in that game. You'd imagine he'll probably get shots on target in the game, such as he is. You know, an attacking return. I don't know how he didn't get an attacking return yesterday. <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd give him a good chance of getting an attacking return. So it is a big risk not to go with him. Anyway, I'm not going to captain Cancelo because I think that there's a good ch- there's a chance he gets mi- he misses out. The thing is, I kind of have to apply that to Laporte. I think Laporte will probably play, but I think maybe he won't as well. So, you know, if I'm going to make take that risk there. So therefore, for me, um, I I don't really have any other particular options apart from Rafinha against Everton uh, or or Gallagher versus Brentford. I could do De Gea versus Southampton or I could do Broja, who, who looks ridiculous. So I think for me in the end, it will probably come down to Rafinha or Broja that I'll go for and just pray. I think if you if you had Ronaldo, I'd understand that a little bit more. It's going to be mm. fresh. He'll play 90. Um, I think if it's Rafinha or Bro, Broja... So you don't think Southampton would, bat, would beat Man United the way they're playing? Right? I think Southampton. I think Southampton could could beat them. I just think Ronaldo's you know, as an individual. He's not going to continue going the way he is, and I, I think he's clearly got he's clearly got a massive point to prove as he always does. But I th- I, th- I think he'll I think he'll, he'll score on Saturday. Um, but but yeah, I mean, if, if the only two options I had were Broja and, and Rafinha, I'd probably be willing just to take the gamble on on Cancelo. Not that they won't do well. It just feels to me like it's back to that scale of risk probably on the the more risky side but anyway we could talk about this all day yeah. let's move on um so sunday sunday we've got spurs against wolves newcastle villa 
Burnley against Liverpool and Leicester West Ham. So you see the lineups for the first three of those. Mm-hmm. Importantly, you see the lineups for the Liverpool game. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is a pretty obvious choice for most to go Salah. I, though I guess, you know, you do have Son. Could you roll the dice there? I'd consider it, but I think Wolves are just so good defensively that and Spurs. I mean, apart from last, yesterday where it was 3-2, generally since Conte's come there, he's really shored up the defence. They seem like a more efficient side to me. That stinks of a game that would be low scoring to me. Really does smell of it. So, yeah, Sun could be the one goal scorer and it's a 1-0 or something, which would be great because he'd probably get man of the match and everything. But I don't see how I can do that when, you know, I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold sat on my team. You know, I think he's the obvious one. But I do, I do actually like Bowen as well in this game considering how bad Leicester have been in defence. You know, yeah. they're probably going to concede two or three goals here. So I think Bowen there. I think just having Bowen in your team is probably enough because at the end of the day, you don't get to see the lineups as well, right? So just in case, I mean, he's going to play any, but just in case. And the fact I get to see whether Trent and Salah are playing. You know, if I look at the Liverpool team and I really don't like it, Mane's out, you know, Salah doesn't start. You know, the team just looks a bit disjointed. Maybe, I mean, they've signed this Diaz guy, haven't they? So they've got Jota, Diaz. It's probably still going to look half decent, but sometimes their their three in midfield can look a little bit suspect depending on the injuries. So I guess I judge it on the team that I see. But I think right now it's probably going to be, even if Salah starts, I think I might go Trent in this game just to be a bit different. But otherwise, um, you know, maybe I'll get talked into Salah. But it's hard to look away from it. Burnley are just not a particularly good team. Either. I know they've looked better with work. Workhorse actually looked decent. I thought the other the other day. By the way, I think he looked like a. He's obviously incredibly slow, but he's obviously got the Dutch. He, he's got some technique, hasn't he? He's Dutch at the end of the day. He can control the ball. He can lay it off. Um, so yeah, I, I, I still think Liverpool win the game quite comfortably, though. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I'm going to go for Salah as well. But I, I could see I could see the case for Trent in this game. Possible. I mean, Burnley don't look the most potent attacking threat. No. They did do well in the second half against United, but um, and obviously they drew nil nil with Watford the, the game before that. So it's not as if they're banging goals in. No. I think I think if I had to guess the score probably a two nil Liverpool. Um so that you know that two nil scoreline if it is going to be that as long as it's a pure guess but then it's quite tricky to know if you go for the forward player or the defensive player because mm. if Salah gets both those goals clearly it's him but if he gets one then the defensive player who's getting passing bonus as well, possibly something else. I think Trent could get passing in this game. I think Burnley, as I was looking at possession maps recently, I don't know if you see him going around, but Burnley just give the ball to everyone in all areas, basically. Um, I think Trent's got a good chance of getting it. Um, And I just think his general fitness levels will be higher than Salah, but I I think he's a nice pick this week. I really do. I think I really like Trent as captain this week. Um, And... I think Liverpool generally will push up the pitch, and as we just saw from Workhorse, he's a good player, but he's incredibly slow. I, don't, I think that will, is not the kind of game I'd expect him to do well in, um, personally. You know, he's going to come from, if he's going to come, it's going to come from set pieces, isn't it? The classic Burnley style, I would have thought. There yeah, goal. definitely. definitely. And then just to, to wrap things up, so obviously we've, the, this is in the same game week, but it's actually next week. You've got the single match day between United and Brighton. So you'll be on the hair for that game, right? Um, I will. I quite like that, actually. I just think Brighton probably control the ball, better team than us, have a lot of shots, but generally not particularly prolific at actually scoring them. So it feels like a decent David De Gea game, but the way they've been going is he makes a load of saves, looks good, and then they concede a goal anyway. But yeah, fairly happy with that as a captain on that day. Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, it'll probably be one of those that United do concede, but the hair comes away with at least five points. Yeah. If they get, you know, if a narrow victory, they could, they could, he could get mad at the match as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be on Ronaldo, and I'm quite. I, I was obviously frustrated 
on Tuesday night when Ronaldo was on the bench because I was planning on captaining him just to go a little bit different. Mm. But actually, wasn't the worst benching because looks likely he's going to play on Saturday. I think he'll be. I think he'll play on Tuesday as well. Now that he's had his rest, so hopefully I'm not having to frantically throw a transfer at it on Tuesday. Which have you got be, no one um, else if he doesn't play? No one else. No, I've not. not, I've not even got no. No, no, no. I mean, I could bring in Webster at that point, but um, yeah, I think Ronaldo, Ronaldo or bust for me mm. on that day. Yeah, another one to think about as well if he doesn't start and you haven't got Man United is Dallow. I mean, he's, he looks like he's just replaced Wan-Bissaka now. And I know Man United haven't been the best defensively, but it's an extremely cheap defender who can, can probably pick up the odds bit and piece here and there. So another one, maybe. I, don't, I personally wouldn't do that, but it's something to think about, I guess. Um, I think that's it then. I think we're wrapped up for the game week. So um, anything else to add at all, Niall? No, um, I think we'll obviously catch up next week, but I think it's good to have the overhaul behind us now. Uh, I think this period, kind of a week or two after the overhaul, tends to be quite quiet because people have just set their teams up. Yeah. Not many transfers being made. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people have the same, the exact same team, which is totally understandable. Like, you've got some really talented people giving advice out, including including yourself, Luke. <laughs> and, uh, well, thank you. You know, you can't, you can't blame people for having template teams especially if they're right up at the top but no, no. Yeah, I think I think once these single game days start getting spread around it's going to get really really interesting and really strategic this year even more so than normal so hopefully those that have got some transfers in their pockets are are purring at the prospect of some extra games to, to throw them at definitely definitely and it's uh, it's nice to have a few little other options like we say have come into the league and Trippier, Coutinho stuff started to, to look a little bit decent and then we've obviously got the inevitable injuries haven't we which are going to force some some changes to plans as always happens um, at least though it looks like we might not have Covid interfering given their new rules and changing the games because that's honestly been the worst part of it I think so hopefully that's all behind us so that, that's a, a big reason for my positivity from this stage as well um, thanks for listening guys if you could do uh, if you appreciate it or like the, the content then make sure you give us a, a follow a subscribe a like all that good stuff uh, share us on Twitter um, you can contact me or Niall on Twitter our, um, our handles are there below us if you have any questions for us and uh, we shall catch you on the next one it's goodbye from me and a goodbye from me see you later